Welcome back to Coming Up Winners, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined as always by Andrew Lynch. Andrew, you've got two drinks with you this morning. Very fired up for the final four, I would assume. To be clear, those are caffeinated beverages, heavily caffeinated beverages. And if we're being honest, I've already had another one before this morning. There's a lot going on this week and this weekend, J-Mac. We said it a couple weeks ago, it is the greatest time of the year, and especially so for me. Listen, we've got NXT TakeOver on WWE WrestleMania weekend tomorrow. Here we go. Final Four Saturday, WrestleMania proper on Sunday, and then the National Championship on Monday. This Ooh. is, I mean, and, and the NBA season is coming to an end. Games finally. really matter. Yeah, finally. Games really matter. We're going to get to take a look at NBA lines next week. It's just a great time of year. And spring is here. How can you yes. not be in a great mood? Weather in the 70s in L.A. all week. Uh, we will touch on wrestling at the end of the podcast. Woo! We'll give Lynch a runway, and he can go nuts. Uh my last WrestleMania memory, probably Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Was sure. that a WrestleMania? Yeah, thing? absolutely. I think I was six, in, I believe. Yeah, like third grade or something. I just remember fondly. I was a big Hulk Hogan fan. Let's move on Things from wrestling now, though. Uh, let's talk college basketball. The final four is Saturday. It's all set. Um, I do. I almost wonder if we should dive back into how badly I did in the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, I'm always here for that. One of my, I think my worst Sweet Sixteen ever. I think I went one and seven against the spread. Just a brutal. Uh, I had seen underdogs dominate right uh, in the early rounds, and I said, you know, this is looking like the favorites are going to come back, and the favorites took a bath. Um, I will say, in the elite eight, I bounced back. What an elite that eight that was, Lynch. I mean, I if you had to rank them. I guess I would go Virginia Purdue number one. That game was phenomenal. Yep. Michigan State Duke probably second. I mean, um, I can I can we do like a pour out some for Zion? Can absolutely, pour out some absolutely. Like, I'm so I mean, disappointed that Zion is not in the final. You didn't four. see this producer Conrad literally just poured out a little bit of water. Yeah, thank this, you, yes, thank you. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, That's why he's the best producer. It's in the just business. so disappointing. Like I can't remember someone I rooted for this openly in the tournament. Uh, both ends, phenomenal player. Uh, there's actually no one-and-done players in the Final Four, uh, with Zion not here. Um, the good news is, in four months, the He'll NBA Summer Laker. League. Oh, the Summer League, come on, I know you love Summer League, Lynch, so we'll watch Zion in the Summer League. I just want to quickly, I have to bring this up. Um, I don't blame the Duke loss to Michigan State on Zion. I don't blame it on Coach K either. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't blame it on R.J. Barrett. I do blame it on Coach You K. had me very confused there for a second. I, listen, All right, I'm in. Lynch, when you're up three with 130 left, um, you got to close the door. And Coach K got hoodwinked by Co- Tom Izzo. Tom Izzo won that game for them. Called two perfect timeouts, draw up two phenomenal plays, and Coach K wasn't ready. Uh, and not to rant too much about a game that happened a week ago, I still can't believe he never changed up Trey Jones off Winston. Cassius Winston was killing Duke. 20 points, 10 assists, one turnover in 40 minutes. Uh, It's just so frustrating that Coach K never made a move on that. Uh, As you're watching that game, did it occur to you like, hey, maybe get some size on Winston. He's dominating in the lane. This is so difficult because... Coaches have so much more information than I do. But, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, we haven't – 
The one thing that I can say in Duke's favor is they were consistent because consistently this season they did not get the ball to Zion in in a space to like have him perform optimally, and that's what happened in this tournament. Just give the ball to Zion and let him go to the hole. I don't care. He is a grown man among boys. Like they were tackling him, but still, nevertheless, uh, it was also I did not have money on that game, Lynch. How dare you? I nearly pulled the trigger on Duke money line in game because I had Kentucky in the earlier game and they blew like a double digit lead in lost to Auburn. Um, actually, do you want to start with Auburn, Virginia in the final four? I think we should. Let's start there. Uh, a couple numbers first. Favorites in the final four since 2005, okay? 24-5 and five straight up. Virginia is a five-and-a-half point favorite, and I got to say, early on, Auburn is clearly the public dog here overwhelmingly. I saw 70% of the tickets earlier this week. Perhaps Action Network will have an update on that. Um, it's clear why Auburn is the public dog, right? This is the best run of taking down Blue Bloods since that Mike Bibby, Miles Simon team. I don't know if you remember it. Conrad, oh, yeah. Conrad was probably in elementary school. Uh, 1997, I fondly remember it. Um, to be fair, I was in junior high, but it's junior, fine. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, they took down Kansas in the Sweet 16, the Paul Pierce team. UNC in the Final Four. Remember, that UNC team had, and I looked this up, Vince Carter and Antoine Jameson, two amazing players. And, of course, Shaman Williams, the great guard. And then they beat Kentucky in the championship game, of course, leading Jim Nance to say what I thought was one of his best lines in college basketball ever, Simon says championship. So that's how good this Auburn run has been, right? But as good as it's been, Lynch, the line is five and a half. To me, that screams Vegas thinks Virginia's going to win big and comfortably. Um and, and I don't want to give away my pick too early, but I can kind of see where Vegas is coming from here. Yeah, I would agree. Listen, I my initial lean on this game was Virginia. Um, and especially at some books, you're getting this Virginia minus five. So you're five. getting that Ooh. even little bit more value. As we've said over and over again, they were number one in the Ken Palm ratings overall. They were number two in adjusted offense, number five in adjusted defense. And then when you look at those overall aggregate metrics, add in the fact that they were eighth in the country in three-point percentage. Jeez. Yeah, this is but a loaded team. Auburn was right there with them when it comes to the three-point shooting, and I think that's really what has led me to come back to the Tigers. I mean, Virginia, Virginia shot the three ball at 39.4% clip. Auburn, again, right there, 37.9%. But what's more important to me is that Auburn was eighth in the country in three-point attempt rate this mm. season. As we talked about last week with the, when we were talking about the Sweet 16, Auburn is not afraid to let fly from deep. And that's going to be huge against this Virginia team, I think. I do think the Cavaliers make it to the finals. I really hope so because my future ticket is on Virginia at plus mm. 950 to win it all. 950? Plus Ooh, that's 950. a handsome pay. You're lunch on Lynch when Virginia well, and wins we talk, the Well, you know, real quick, we talked about this when, the, when we were first previewing the tournament. Virginia was the clear number one in the Ken Palm ratings, but because Duke was such a public fan favorite for a lot of very good reasons you were getting a ton of value on virginia they were the second shortest odds to win it all at the time but duke at plus 250 meant that virginia was plus 950 um Really wishing I'd pulled the trigger on Michigan State at plus 1,400, but I just didn't see value there at the the beginning of the tournament. You made a great point with the three-point shooting. The pushback is Virginia is as good as anybody in the country defending threes. 100%. And that is where I think the difference is. They were third in the country defending three-pointers. Now, if you watch the Carson Edwards game where he made 10 of them uh, for Purdue— 
you wonder, well, geez, why can't Harper and Brown of Auburn do the same thing? I, I, I think I'll get to that matchup in a second. Auburn, not as good defending the three, 196th in the country. To me, though, you know, Auburn was able to win that Kentucky game without a bunch of threes. Uh, they were only 7 for 26 from deep, I believe. And they kind of won it with Harper attacking the basket, 11 for 11 from the foul line. But real quick, those two things are related, right? Yes. Yes, they shot less, uh, ju- just over 25% on three. But by taking 26 attempts, they open up the defense. Up and the a little line, bit of a yeah. spoiler, that's going to be key, I think, in the other game. But, yeah, I mean, Virginia, yes, they allowed a low three-point percentage, but in, they were middle of the pack in allowing three-point attempts, 154th in the nation. So there's a chance this defense will allow Auburn to yeah. take a lot of shots from deep, and that just changes the complexion yeah. of the game. It's We've seen it in the NBA. We're seeing it more and more in college basketball. There is no weapon like the like three-point three, shooting yeah. in basketball. And we saw earlier in the season Duke had a game where they, I think, made like 13 threes against Virginia. R.J. Barrett had six. Cam Reddish hit five. So they're going to give up in the pack line defense three-pointers. Um, I, I I guess what I keep coming back to is offensively, I think Virginia is going to be able to handle the Auburn pressure. Okay, the last two point guards Auburn faced were freshmen. Kobe White of UNC really struggled, four of 15 shooting. He looked like a freshman out there against two veteran guards. Then Ashton Hagens of Kentucky, freshman point guard, had seven turnovers. Are they going to be able to do that against Virginia with Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy, two juniors who are just so solid? Virginia, number 12 in the country, fewest turnovers. They don't turn it over. They had five against Purdue. They had eight against Oregon. Uh, In one of their losses to Duke, they had 14 turnovers. It feels to me like if they can handle the pressure, I think they'll be fine. And when you toss in the freshman, uh, five foot nine point guard Kihei Clark, I think we're going to see a lot of him. He was spotty against Purdue. Did have the great assist to send the game to overtime. What a just for his brain to be able to process that situation that quickly and to execute like that. That's like. I know a lot of people have said it, so it's not a novel thought at this point, but man, that is one of the greatest athletic plays I have ever seen yeah. in my life that goes under the radar because it was just the pass. Yeah. So it's not a hot take to say that's the best pass in college basketball since Grant Hill to Leitner in whatever year that was. Good call. I mean, it's like a 60-yard pass on a dime with like no time left. I don't think it's 60 yards because that'd be 180 feet and the basketball court's only 96. 60 feet, I should have said. Good. Thank you for checking me on that. Uh, So I like the three-guard attack for Virginia. Um, And this is a methodical team. I, I do wonder. Let me make one final point on Auburn here. So you know, when they faced Kentucky, I said, boy, Kentucky smashed them. And then they beat them in a close game earlier. And it was almost like Kentucky probably came in, hey, we beat these guys twice, we're good. Maybe a little overconfident. But Auburn, riding high, they had their uh, leading score against UNC. He was injured with the ACL. Let's do it for him. And there was kind of that energy. I just wonder if that's going to run out, you know, what, uh, six days later. The media has been talking about your historic run. Now you go into a football stadium, shooting threes. I don't know. Uh, I know Bruce Pearl is a great motivator, great leader of men. Uh, but I'm going to go with Virginia here, uh, f- favored by five and a half. I actually like Virginia, and I lean to the over. 
Um, I'll go seven. Virginia seventy, Auburn sixty-two. The total right now, I think I saw one thirty and a half. Uh, I just lean over because this is a, a, a pretty good free throw uh, shooting team for Virginia, and I think what Auburn's fouling here at the end uh, to try to claw back. I think Virginia will pull away and eventually cover. Make sure you shop around. You're getting five at Bovada instead of the five and a half. Ooh, okay. What what's the total you're seeing? Because uh, I, I lean to Virginia and the over one thirty-one. Okay, yeah, I was, uh, well, just gave out one thirty-two, but uh, so we're both. Well, you 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 kind of hedged a little there. You like and Auburn I don't a even know that I did it intentionally, but yeah, that's how this worked out. I'm taking Auburn in this game again. Virginia as my uh, my futures ticket to win it all. Uh, hedging um, smart, smart, yeah. And, and again, this wasn't even intentional. It's just how it happened to work out. So sometimes things fall into place. So the other matchup, uh, the late game. I'm a little surprised it's a late game, right? Texas Tech, Michigan State. I guess Michigan State has the most pedigree. Of They're the most public team final left in the field. Team. For sure. Um, you know, the first stat that I got to say that I, I saw, and we talked about this as the NCAA tournament preview. No team has ever won a title after losing the first game of their conference tournament. And, of course, Texas Tech had that just jarring loss to West Virginia in the Big 12 tournament. But on the flip side, maybe they got extra rest, right? They got a, at least two or three days extra time. Uh, and maybe a little bit of a wake-up call for a hot team that have won nine straight uh, Texas Tech does come in rolling, though, right? They've won 12 of their last 13. Now, I looked this up. Of those 12 wins, Lynch, five came against Ken Palm top 20 teams. That is – so they're not beating up cupcakes here. They've had a good run, but it's been kind of under the radar, right? Uh, I th- believe they're 4-0 against the spread in the tournament. The only team left that's 4-0. And I just got to give a shout-out to Chris Beard here real quick. I mean, what a phenomenal coaching job. And I, I looked this up last year. They lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight, right? Close game. They trailed by five with about four minutes left. And then they lost three starters. Losing three starters from an Elite Eight team, they were unranked at the beginning of the season, and now they're in the Final Four. Lynch, I I made a quick list of who I think are the top six coaches in the country, and I have Chris Beard in there. Is that too much of a hot take right now? It might be a little bit of recency bias, but I'm a big fan okay. of getting ahead of the curve and getting those takes out there, so I love it. Because um, we, we like John Beeline. I don't know, though. Does he Beeline. yell at his players? Is that no, That's his, though. That's his, though. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, he held Michigan to 44 points. 44! Beeline, one of the best coaches in the country. He's certainly in, in my top five or six coaches. Um, and remember, this is a Michigan State team that had to rally three times to beat Michigan. Texas Tech... And again, you know, you can't compare those two. But Texas Tech beat Michigan handily. That was one of the ugliest games of the tournament. Um, I think this line feels a little high to me. Michigan State favored by two and a half currently. It was two, two and a half. I think I went to three and quickly came back down. Um, Does this line feel high to you as well? On the Michigan State side? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This... I'm a big horror movie fan. We've talked about this a little bit. And this Texas Tech defense is like Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers all (laughs) wrapped into one. Every time you think you've got a little bit of distance on them, you look over your shoulder and they're right there with a knife ready to take you out. Like They're just monstrous in the truest sense of the word. This is a monster, monster defense. And I feel like... The way to to open up this defense, as we just briefly talked about, is three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. Well, Michigan State is 196th in the nation in three-point attempt rate. They're 29th in three-point percentage. They shot the ball really, really well when they did take threes, 38% this year. But they just don't take threes very often. Now, with that said, Tom Izzo has that information. His team has that information. 
there's every chance they make an adjustment here, but it's really, really hard to go against who you are. And then the other thing that really factors into me and why I'm taking Texas Tech plus two and a half here, I'm expecting a slow game. Michigan State was 201st in adjusted tempo this year. Texas Tech, 228th. Yes. They're both in the bottom third of the country in tempo. Like, I just I think Michigan State probably squeaks this one out, but these are two very, yeah. very comparable teams. So like I did in the in the Sweet 16 and in the first round, two uh, practically a coin flip, give me the points. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you on the under for sure. Uh, in all honesty, I think, you know, if Texas Tech played Virginia in the final, it would be one of those setback basketball games. And Virginia will be the hero that finally takes out the killer at the end of the horror movie. With like a score of like 58 points or something. Total. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm worried about this game being rough on the eyes because Michigan State plays a physical brand of basketball. Listen, they beat up Zion. That's the reality. They hammered him in the lane. They got away with some calls. Michigan, as you said, Michigan State, not an attractive-looking team, right? Methodical. very handsome. Cassius Winston, right, just slowly grinding it out. Does, do you get the feel that there's a Kemba Walker uh, thing going on with him? He's kind of one of these methodical point guards. It, okay, if Kemba Walker's too good, you will get dial it back to Shabazz Napier. Okay, I'll buy that. I was going to say, I mean, you know, Kemba's kind of like the patron saint of March, yes, yeah. so I don't know about that, but yeah. I'll buy Shabazz. It's one of those things where he doesn't look like a great NBA futures player. I know he has some injury history, but I would say he's the best point guard in college basketball. So does that mean LeBron is going to watch him during the tournament and, and then ask say, for his team to draft him? Right, right. Yes. Boy, what a good memory you have. I, I know John ja Morant is the best point guard uh, with the upside in college basketball. Other well, than Zion. But uh, what uh, what Winston does for Michigan State is phenomenal. Uh, and I think he's going to control this game. If he's turning it over, they're going to lose. Okay, He had one turnover in 40 minutes against Duke. We know Texas Tech will turn you over. Uh, Gonzaga struggled against the pressure, turned it over 16 times. Michigan could not handle it. 14 turnovers. And uh, if Winston buckles under the pressure, I think they lose this game, but I, I don't think he will. I, I have faith in Winston, and I like their role players matching up against uh, Texas Tech's role players. I mean, where did they get these guys? They got an Italian kid out here who shoots 46% from deep. They it's got actually the, just Marco Bellinelli uh, in disguise. You know, it looks like it, right? Uh, David Moretti, right? They got Tariq Owens, the kid from St. John's. He's 23 years old. I looked this up. I mean, he is a monster. That's the market inefficiency. Find guys in their mid-20s mid, who mid can 20s. just beast. Uh, uh, that's a, Villanova had one of those a couple years ago. And then they got another transfer, Matt Mooney. Uh, he killed Gonzaga. I mean, so clutch down the stretch. And, of course, Jarrett Culver. You can't not mention him big. 12 player of the year probably the best talent in the final four would you agree with that he, he wears 23 and he has some jordan swag to him and some lebron uh, swag a little lebron swag um i i don't know i i want to take texas tech well here. here's my question then plus 130 on the money line would you entertain that that's not bad. Plus 130 is not bad at all. The one factor I keep coming back to outside of turnovers is offensive rebounds. Sparty is a monster on the glass. They killed LSU, 15 offensive rebounds. And, um, you know, can can McQuaid get loose for four or five threes? Maybe a Spike Albrecht type game from him, if you remember the kid from Michigan. Um I don't know. I like Chris Beard in Texas Tech, veteran squad, but I, I can't go against Izzo. I do have to give a shout-out to a guy we both know here, uh, Mike Buckland. Uh, obviously, a former Georgia basketball player, um, and he's related to Izzo. And I was texting him before the LSU game. Wonder if Izzo's overlooking LSU. He's like, that will not happen. I've been with Michigan State. That will not happen. 
It did not happen. They throttled LSU, uh, got close in the second half for a minute uh, before they pulled away. And I got to give a huge shout out to Mike Buckland, who um, he he told me this Michigan State team's on a mission, and I'm not going to go against him at this point. I will take Michigan State 62, Texas Tech 58. So Sparty and the under here. That's a you're getting minus 105 on an under of 132 right now at Bovada. So. I would say if that's your prediction, you've got a lot of value there, my friend. You yeah. might want to rush to your nearest uh, sports betting site. Ken Palm has it 67-66, so they're seeing 133, a slight over. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm on the public side, right? If you take down Duke, you're the public side. Like, yeah. you beat Zion, everybody watch that game. Wow, how'd they do it? Like, people were still surprised how it was done. I will say, it's according to, to what I'm seeing here at the Action Network, it's not as public as you might think. Okay. Michigan State getting 49% of the tickets and 55% of the money. So a pretty even split even. there. Again, it comes back to something we've talked about a couple of times during this tournament. I truly believe that the public is getting smarter. And they, this oh, text, no doubt. Yes, when you a, see this Texas Tech defense, that that's something that you can see with the high test, right? You don't need advanced metrics to tell you this Texas Tech defense is otherworldly. But then if you just do a little bit of research and see the numbers, I think you, like me, you become very, very attached to this yeah. Tech defense against the spread. Well, in the, uh, in the Sweet 16, when I took a bath, uh, I went against the public often. Remember, the public was on Virginia Tech. They covered. They nearly tied that game and sent it in overtime. The public was on Oregon against Virginia. Oregon covered. Uh, public was on Tennessee. I had Tennessee. Tennessee lost. Oh, man, we could do 20 minutes on that game. Do you remember how good that Sweet 16 game was? I had my kids watching. It's so funny because everyone, like, was, everyone was complaining during the first weekend, right? Oh, chalk, 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 chalk. And every round since then yeah. has been a lot of fun. And I think, you know, specifically this Texas Tech-Michigan State game, I think the first 30, 35 minutes of game time, everyone's going to be like, this is the worst version of college basketball. And then it's going to be chaos down the stretch, and we're all going to lose our minds and remember why we love this sport. I 100% agree. Um, I guess, Lynch, wrapping it up, we will be back Monday for a championship game preview. I see how preview. it is. You're just cutting me off before. No, 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 no. no. We'll be back Monday for a championship game preview. We're also going to do the Masters next week. Woo! Um, I've already made a couple Masters bets. NBA playoffs next week. Uh, listen, it's a good time of the year in sports. Can I bet on LeBron? No. Damn it. Well, is he going to get Anthony Davis? Uh, you know, here at FS1, you know, there's a lot of guys who don't think they're getting anybody. You're not getting Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Anthony. That would be a nightmare. They're getting Zion. It's the, fine. Oh, gosh. Can the NBA rig that? Uh, but first, I want to give you a platform to inform our gambling viewers on wrestling and WrestleMania. Is there value on anybody? I think there are currently two value bets on WrestleMania. Okay, um, these down. And so, just so you know, the only book that is currently offering these is betonline.ag, and you actually have to Google to find it. You can't actually just go through their nav right now. Um, but with that said, in WWE currently, they're doing a little bit of a reset. They The ratings have been slightly down recently, which is just more of an industry-wide television yeah. trend than anything. But that said, you always want to try and you know bring things back to where they were previously, previous highs, and surpass those. So WWE, they're trying to give the fans what they want. And currently, there are three major championship bouts on the WrestleMania card. You have... Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, everyone knows Brock, yeah. for the Universal title, which is the big, big title that's on Raw. 
Then you have Kofi Kingston, an 11-year veteran who has paid his dues but has never had a championship fight before against Daniel Bryan, who has a storied history as a fan favorite who was held down and is now playing a bad guy, playing a heel, and is just crushing it as the champion. And then, of course, you have, for the first time ever, women in the main event match wow. at WrestleMania, Ronda Rousey, the current oh, Raw Women's geez. Champion, yeah. versus Becky Lynch, versus, who's the hottest thing going in wrestling right now, Becky versus Lynch. Charlotte Flair, who is currently the SmackDown Women's Champion, and of course, her father is Ric Flair. Oh, I did not know. So, Seth, in all of these instances, the fans are rooting for a challenger. They're rooting for Seth for the Raw title, they're rooting for Kofi for the SmackDown title, they're rooting for Becky for the uh, the women's to win the women's match. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, so absolutely. I just looked her up. Becky Becky Lynch from Ireland. Ireland. Is she? Is there a Conor McGregor feel to yeah, her? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Okay. They've been leaning into that over the past couple she's weeks. Fiery she's talking redhead. about talking about how she's going to leave WrestleMania as a double champ, and yeah, definitely been leaning into that. And a little how do bit people right not like Ronda Rousey? She is playing a role of. She, so Ronda came in, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, this is an outsider coming into ah. our space. But Ronda's a wrestling fan, so because of that, she actually was really, really good, and people started to like her. But then she ran into Becky, storyline-wise. And as popular as Ronda is, she's not on Becky's level currently. And you have to pick a side, right? Well, when people started cheering for Becky and less for Ronda, storyline-wise, they turned that into Ronda starting to resent us as the fans for booing her. And they've turned her heel. And it's been a really, it's been a nice little transition. Here's my bet. I believe, coming out of WrestleMania, WWE is giving fans what they want. Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, Becky Lynch, parlay for parlay. all three. We're doing a WrestleMania parlay, my friend. Wow. Oh, all three boy. of those people to walk out of WrestleMania with their respective championships. You're getting just shy of even money because Seth is minus 140, Kofi minus 270, Becky minus 350. The only variable there, as the odds would indicate, is whether Seth beats Brock because it's Brock Lesnar mm -hmm. and having the belt on Brock Lesnar is never a bad business decision, even though he doesn't really show up to Raw. All I that love often. this. I love the same. Passion same. Here. Other bet: the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is really just a Battle way. Royale. It's a really it's a way of getting a bunch of people onto WrestleMania who don't otherwise have matches. Um, Braun Strowman, who is a very, very large human being. Sounds who... like an adult film star. <laughs> Braun Strowman? I mean, there's there's only so much difference between that and WWE yes. names. Um, who has flipped a truck, who has pulled down the set, who has destroyed a car of late. He is literally the odds-on favorite to win this match at minus 120. Rob Gronkowski, formerly of the New England He's Patriots. Going to formerly be... of the University of Arizona. Bear down. A in the Battle Royale. Nope. We have no indication that he will be. However, he has the second shortest odds to win the match. What the heck? Gronk right. is plus 1,000. Do I need to start following his Instagram to see it if could, he... Hey, listen, if he's in the New York, New Jersey uh, area this weekend, could be telling. Also, if I were Gronk, I would fly to New York this weekend just to troll everyone. But the bet here is not Gronk, unfortunately. The bet here is a young man by the name of Mustafa Ali... He recently lost his first name. WWE decided to just start calling him Ali. I don't know if that's trying to invoke Muhammad or what that might be. Okay. Um, he is the, the phrase for a, a good guy in wrestling is babyface. He is the biggest babyface in the world in real life. This is a, a man who 
if you're interested, look him up. He has an incredible story. He's a former police officer. Um, just by all accounts, a great, great dude. He got injured recently with a, when he was about to have a big match that could have led to him facing Daniel Bryan for the SmackDown, t- the WWE title. He looks a little like Colin Kaepernick. Sure, sure. Um, he, I believe there is a chance they will get him back on track by having him win this battle royal, mm. and he's 16 to 1. So generally in WWE gambling, you follow the favorites because that usually means they have some information on who is going to win because, spoiler, it's all scripted. It's all scripted, yes, um, yes, yes. I think there is a chance they change their mind this weekend and have Ali win it all. Wow. So I, those I'm, are my championship parlay on the Universal WWE and women's title matches and uh, on Becky, Kofi, and Seth, and then Ali to win the Andre the Giant Bat- uh, Memorial Battle Royal. Okay. What a mouthful. So college basketball, wrestling, big weekend for you, Lynch. Going to be a f- Very lot of fun. exciting one. All right, so uh, reminder, folks, subscribe, rate, and review. We're going to do a giveaway. We're still trying to tinker with how we're going to do it uh, in regards to comments that are left. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention, The Machine. The uh, the Machine, by the way, 3-0 and in the uh, college basketball non-NCAA tournaments. Uh, a couple nights ago, I put those on Instagram. Machine has, uh, you know, the, the guy sent me a text, if you guys obviously remember, uh, we did the podcast with him a, a couple weeks ago. He sent me the machine picks for the Final Four, and, and there, there's almost no difference with the machine in Vegas. However, the machine only has Virginia by three, as opposed to the five and a half, um, and the machine has a 130 total on Michigan State. Vegas has 132 or had 132. So very tight. Not a lot of value or edge either way. And I know you guys remember uh, we talked about it. I'm trying to get the machine to uh, get into the NFL space. We will see. Yes, I'm lobbying. I know he listens. I'm going to be lobbying him to do NFL. I've put him on the football outsider's content. He needs to feed the machine its vegetables uh, and vitamins to uh, get ready for the season. We'll see how that works out. All right, any uh, final words? Mr. Lynch, uh, as we head into one of your favorite sports weekends of 2019. Just have fun out there. Be kind to one another. Be responsible in your gambling. All that good stuff. I, uh, you know, I think I, I'm in a good mood right now. I hope our listeners are as well. Um, if not, just help each other, support each other. Let's get through this together. All right. For Andrew Lynch, I'm Jason McIntyre. Another episode of Coming Up Winners in the Books. We'll talk to you Monday.